we just, all we have to do, we have to outsmart teenagers, you know, so that's not really that hard. But the hard part is we have to do it every day. You know, like they keep us on our toes and we can outsmart them today, but they're going to come up with something new or they're going to test us, you know, the next day. Or they're going to test us the next day. And so we just have to keep thinking. It keeps us young. And even though I've been here for a while and coach, I mean, I, you, I think that's the part that keeps me going, too, is you can't mm. just show up. And it's a I did this last year. You know, you, you've got to change it up. Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. Today we are joined by the head boys basketball coach at the Colony High School, Cleve Ryan. Coach Ryan has 30 years of coaching experience and is in his 22nd year as head coach. I had the pleasure of playing for Coach Ryan when he was an assistant for legendary coach Tommy Thomas at the Colony High School in the late 90s. His overall record is 419 wins and 282 losses. Coach Ryan led the Cougars to the state semifinals in 2010. He's been named District Coach of the Year two times and was Dallas Morning News Coach of the Year. Before we hear from Coach, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on social media at Jamoni Podcast. Gotcha. Look at that. There he is. What's happening? Coach, what's going on? Not much, man. Just uh, trying to get through another day. And this time of year is always uh, a little busy. And I think we're always busier this time of year than we are during the season. Yeah. What What's, what's kind of keeping you busy right now? You know, you're just juggling schedules. You're ordering stuff. You're one cool thing for us is is really cool right now that we get to go through is the uh, they're building us a new arena. No way. Yeah. So this time next year, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be in our new facility and stuff. So that's gonna be that's gonna be cool. Wow. Now where is that going? So um, pretty much look. I'm look in my office. Pretty much right to the left off where the old softball field was. Yep. Yep. It's gonna go right there. They they. I mean they're. What you need to probably do, some if you're ever in this area, is drive by it and and look at what they have now, and then I mean every every week and month, I mean they just it's a, it's amazing how fast they go. You know, the, the what they're doing right now is all the the found, you know the groundwork and it takes a long time, and then all of a sudden you start seeing walls go up and everything else. But wow, they're, they're the slow part of it all right now. You know, so, um, but that's, um, like I said, the, the cool the cool thing is pretty soon it's going to start kind of, they'll start putting walls up and different things up. And man, that's incredible. I guess the big question is, is, is that going to be called Tommy Thomas Jim or yeah. is it, or are they going to move that name over from, you know, the, the, the main gym now? Yeah, I don't know that for sure. No one's really kind of brought that up. You know, I don't know if this stays the Tommy Thomas. I don't, I don't know. Because yeah. right now, they've got it as the uh, – The Cleve Ryan Center. Well, I, I may have like a bathroom stall or something <laughs> named after me in there. Uh, but that's uh, – like I said, it's uh, – uh, we'll, 
cross that bridge. We'll get no, along. That, that's I don't care who what it's called or whatever. That's really cool. And oh, man, um, it's, it's going to be I mean, it's I went over. I, I got kind of excited the other day because uh, it's going to be just like Hebron's. I'm not sure if you've been over at Hebron's uh, facility and stuff like that, but it, it's going to be very similar to theirs. But um, hopefully all the mistakes they made over there, they fix on ours. Yeah. And and so I went over there to see theirs the other day. And I mean, it's just, oh, it just gets you excited, you know, and it gets you like a little kid, like, okay, when are we going to be finished with it? You know, but, you know, the, 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 also the exciting part, like we're fixing up. I mean, I started meeting with some people actually today um, because a year is going to fly by. Yeah. We're going to be in the season or all that. But like you start planning because it's just going to be bare walls and everything's going to be bare. How do we get all those pictures of you guys in the hallway that we have and, and move over there? I mean, where do we put them and do we change it up? And so, yeah, there's a lot, a lot of cool, fun things. So, um, of course, everything's going to cost money and all that. But it it will be exciting to see yeah. that. And, and they got a good group of young guys right now that I think are excited about opening that facility up and trying to teach them some of the, uh, the, you know, I got one that's going to contact you pretty soon. When we do our alumni little contact, he, he gets it, man. He just gets it. And so I said, yeah, you don't get to choose who you're, you got Matt saying. <laughs> and he's like, but, who, uh, you know, I, uh, I was just thinking, you know, if if they don't get excited about that, then and, and that doesn't inspire them to get in the gym and work more. Then I think they got to check their heart at that point because, I mean, what a what a cool opportunity, man. Well, and and I I think one thing because it really didn't get real for me either until I went over to Hebron and we kind of looked through some things and yeah. cloth, storage and you know locker rooms. Once I started seeing it, then it was like, oh man, it became a lot more real to me. And yeah. so seeing it right now, we got a big mound of dirt or hole or whatever. It that's not real real to me yet, you know. So well, man, I just want to say first, thank you so much for uh giving up your time coming on and talking hoops with me. Uh this oh. is really special for me. One, just to to get to learn from a mentor of mine, but just somebody that has meant so much to me, meant so much to the colony where where I was able to play in high school. And uh this is this is an honor for me, man. Well, I, I appreciate that you saying that. And isn't it crazy to go back to when you graduate? Well, you graduated in ninety nine, no two, yeah, ninety nine, two thousand, yeah, ninety nine, two thousand. Yeah, yep. and it just—it's crazy how fast it goes by. And <laughs> we were so young back then. We just used to just love playing sideways in the in the you know after school. We used to love that. You know, yeah. we didn't have anything else. You know, and and even for us being in our Third, you know, I guess I was probably in my twenties then, you know, and just playing and just oh, but now it is, and and that that's what's fun is we get to stay connected all these years, and and I know we've been trying to connect uh, for a while now, and so I you and the good thing about you, you stay persistent about things, so I'm glad you stay. <laughs> I I can be I can be annoying uh to to make this happen but oh, i'll tell when yeah, i when i thought about annoying annoying didn't come out of my mouth persistent no, persistent mouth. but when when i thought about doing this you know two years ago uh there's just a, i had a list of people that right off the bat i wanted to get 
And I just thought, like, what are the two guys that have been, you know, obviously there's a lot of people on that list, but you and Coach Thomas, um, to me, that's just really special uh, because uh, obviously Coach T being the head coach when I was there, but then also your involvement, the fact that it's just been you two running that program the last 30 plus years, like there's just not a lot of places where, you know, that that list of coaches that have been at that school is so short. And then the fact that, yeah, for me, it's special because I have had that interaction with both of you and it's been so much fun. I mean, uh, 19 years there as the head coach, 400 plus wins. Coach, that's incredible. Those numbers right there, just the success that you've had. Everybody talks about Coach Thomas and he is incredible. You've done an amazing job taking that program to another level. Um, blessed to have good players, right? <laughs> so, uh, and that, that's this thing that's really unique about, you know, here at the colony, like you said, for two of us for 30, 36 years, yep. two head and not many places uh, can, can say that. And the thing about coach Thomas that I think we all feel is he, he just kind of kept it all. I mean, even guys that I didn't coach that I was maybe at middle school or even before, before I got here, uh, you know, we're, we're all under that same umbrella, you know, and guys like you and several others that have become uh, college players, but then also coaches. And, and it's a really unique thing. I, I'm trying to teach our guys a little bit more about the tradition and the history, uh, you know, not of me and not just of coach Thomas, but of all the guys that we've had, you know, here that stay connected and they're proud of it. And, um, it's, it's, it's been unique and it's been a very special place and, um, you know, the divine intervention of where you're supposed to be and how you're supposed to end up and where you're supposed to, you know, coach. And, um, you know, I've been pretty lucky. And uh, I remember getting into this profession, everybody said, well, get ready. You know, if you're going to coach, get ready to move around a lot. And, um, you know, I, I, my dad didn't ever have, I mean, when he was a football coach, didn't have to move around or anything. And I thought, well, maybe I get lucky. And <laughs> so far I've been pretty, pretty lucky not to have to move around. So. You know, to me, it really came all together. I guess that was six years ago now when we had the 30th reunion at the school with you and Coach T kind of running that. But, you know, that there's a lot of programs that have rich histories. But when you start to change coaches, like like for another example is after Baylor won it, Coach Drew did a great job of inviting players from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, all the way through. But you know, there's so many coaches in that line that until Coach Drew did that, we were very disconnected. But again, just going back to how special it is to be in that room uh, with all of those guys. That, I mean, I even though I moved to the colony late, like right before my high school uh, ninth grade year started, I knew about those names. I knew about the Lamonts and all those guys and the Shanes from those early nineties. And in fact, their highlight films were in the locker room, a VHS tapes that we could watch and, you know, Steve Houston, all those guys. And then, and, and so to be in that room uh, and just have that connection. And then with the players that are obviously past me and a lot younger. Yeah. The hope is that, and you do such a great job. The hope is that there's, we're able to stay connected and that they appreciate and understand that. Yeah. And I, I agree that uh, staying that connected, um, I think it is a challenge in today's world to get guys to be connected with 
again, who, who is Matt Saban? You know, well, I know, and everybody else in the coaching world, know, but I want our guys, um, you know, if they haven't seen you or something play or they weren't middle school or whatever, it's hard for some of these, uh, you know, guys sometimes to be connected with them. And that's one thing I know I've got to do a better job of uh, is connecting because I know it is, uh, like I said, we're, we're, we're facing more and more challenges to stay connected with just keeping kids engaged. So that's one thing I'm trying to do a better job of, be more intentional of things and connecting them to our tradition and our history. Because I really think if they can connect to that, they're going to buy into when we do build that new arena that they're going to, I want to, I want my picture up on that wall and I want my team picture up on that wall. And so that's one thing we're trying to do right now. Um, And and one thing that has really helped me tremendously is, um, so my first year here, uh, I had a, Joe Wilson as my assistant coach now, and he he played for me um, when I first got here. So he was he actually played for Coach Thomas, and then he played for me for three years. Went on and played college, coach college, got back in coach middle school for a little bit, and then uh, he got to move up here to the high school. He's been my assistant now for about three years, and. Hmm. He gets it, you know, he gets that. And he he is very uh, in tune with the tradition, the history, people like you and all the people before we mentioned. And uh, that that helps me out so much to have somebody else that's also in the same umbrella and family. And um, it, it makes it makes it special, makes it special. Coaches, the Jamoti podcast is powered by Shoot360. The future of basketball has arrived in Dallas-Fort Worth. Shoot360 combines the latest sports technology with the fundamentals of basketball skill development. The result is a -a one-of-a-kind video game-like basketball program designed to improve your shooting, dribbling, and passing. Visit Shoot360DFW.com to learn more and register for your free one-hour workout evaluation. Shoot360, the future of basketball is here. On that note, you have a pretty cool activity, though, that you do. And, and it's fun to get to learn more about it because I've I've been a part of it, uh, a way that you connect current players with some former ones. So go into that process of, I mean, the, the call that I got, it happened to be from your son, which was really cool. But talk about that process that you have of keeping the new players connected to some of the older ones. Yeah, we you know you try to build that team bonding, that chemistry, that culture, the togetherness, the all those things you try to build. And I'm not actually sure how we came up with it or or why, but I, I wanted them to connect with the players that are up on that wall, the the guys that are have been here and done it the right way. And and so uh, we just divide. We took some guys, I former players, and I called them or contacted them before and said, Hey, I've got you know, group of young men, they're tired of hearing from me. They need to hear, you know, how we do things at the colony and some tradition. I want them to hear it from you. And so uh, we just kind of divided up about 12, 15 guys and let them reach out. And of course, kids, they're like, coach, that's going to be weird. I get calling another guy. I don't know. (laughs) They all, you trust me, once you make the call, it's going to, where you're going to be connected to them. And that's, that's what I feel blessed about with us that I have guys that, are you know very take a lot of pride in our program you know that played here that they're going to take time to talk to a a younger player and and like i said we need to do more of those things you know and having the reunions that we had and having our tournament you know with tommy thomas you know cougar classic guys come back but i need to do a, a better job and need to do more of it so but that's that's a lot of fun i think it's good for the 
the former players as well, too. No doubt. And that's that's what I was going to say is it was such a fun thing for me to get that call. And, and, you know, again, it was your son and he was very organized with the questions that he was going to ask. Let me ask you this, because the whole part of this podcast is not just what you do, but how you do what you do. Are there questions that you kind of have like, hey, these would be really good to ask these former players or do you pretty much just leave it up to them? I knew if I left it up to to most of them, it would be many. When'd uh, you graduate? Uh, how many points? All right, how many points? Yeah, can yeah. you dunk? <laughs> can you dunk? <laughs> so we did have a list of questions, and what is funny, it came up the other day. I, I found on my you know computer just that we need to do those things, and um, so I, I kind of led them in that. And then if I gave the uh, alumni a little chance, if they wanted to add you know anything extra in there, a funny story or. A, a great memory and and then they could they could add that to it but um you know that, that was that, that was like i said i take i like that um that we've done it and i, I want our guys to do it again so more you know? yeah i think so many coaches uh and you kind of mentioned at the beginning of our talk just kind of being busy this time of year so seasons ended we're about two months after that but like it, it doesn't stop and i think that's sometimes what it, not just coaches, but teachers in general, parents don't really understand the, the amount of time that goes into this. And it's pretty much year round. Like we really, even, even when we're on vacations, our mind is still going and we're planning and thinking things. But I think also this time of year for us, it's the time to listen to podcasts and to read new books and to go to clinics. And when you get to do that, you get, you get to borrow new things. So what's something that you've borrowed lately that has really impacted you? Um, you know, t- two things that um, kind of come to mind here that, that we've done is, you know, and one, I, you know, just you, you keep getting reminded of it, you know, is kind of keeping things simple. I mean, we've heard it thousands of times and but, you, you know, sometimes I think we when we're doing some drills or we're doing team building activities, we always think we have to come up with something new. And sometimes I've got to get back to things that we did back when I was an assistant with Coach Thomas, things when you were here, things, you know, other players, you get back to the things that you know and and and, and just getting back to, like I said, some of the simple things. It doesn't have to be complicated. And that's something I just, like I said, I've just, that's been coming up more and more to me and less is more. You hear that all the time. And so, um, I've, I've, like I said, I've got to get back to some of those times. I've mentioned that several times. I've got to get back and like you're talking about this time of year, uh, if I turn this around and I showed you my office, I mean, I'm trying to clean up my office, clean up files, get rid of things. And when you've been at a place, um, I've, I've heard this from somebody, when you've been somewhere for a while, instead of just coming in the same way all the time, like, you know, clean up things, change things, treat, act like it's your first year on the job, you know. Yeah. What would you do? And so trying to do a little bit more of that, too. And it's good for me. It gets me excited and you know, buy some new polos or whatever. I've had, you know, same t-shirts say, well, just buy some new stuff, get some new things and, and all that. So, um, but something else I got here recently, um, and we got it actually last year, started doing it and and continued doing it. And, uh, you know, you're always searching for those things during the, the season to connect with your players. And, you know, during the course of the game, I was yelling at kids, you know, block out, you know, or hustle back and, and sometimes you're yeah, you know, you're excited and you're yelling, and then they take it the wrong way, and you're like, I'm, 
guys, I'm I'm excited for you. Like, <laughs> so understand it comes from a good place. And I was list, I was watching something uh, somewhere, and it was Ernie Johnson on TNT, and it was coming back when uh, it's talking about a story with his son, and how uh, you know, and I didn't know sign language, but it's this right here, and it means I love you, and. Um, I didn't know that, but it was anyway the story of it. And if you haven't heard it, it, it I can't do it justice. It'd be something to go research and start. It comes right up, and it's just an awesome story and um, of, of what he does, an awesome story and impact that his son had on so many people. So what I started doing is I even told our players, "All right, I'm going to say if I'm yelling at you to box out, I'm going to have this hand up. Know that it comes from a good place, <laughs> and if I do this to you, you better do it back. You know." Mm. And, Sometimes you get that kid, he's front, I said, you know, I do yeah. it. So we'd do that and they do it back and, and sometimes being goofy about it. But again, I mean, we're all around our players so much and each other so much that, I mean, we do, we love these guys and, and um, sometimes they don't recognize it, you know, after a while. So again, we'll break our huddle with it, you know, uh, have our hands up like that. And, you know, tr- sometimes trying to calm a guy down is going to the free throw line big free throw mate just throw it up there you know and, and be done and you know shared it with our girls coach this year their players started doing it and i'll see some of them in the hall that's awesome and we'll do that and like i said that's pretty simple you know and uh so no that's something that we've used and kind of like and you know like i said we'll continue using it so that's great yeah going back to your first the first thing about keeping it simple but then also from year to year kind of treating things new. Uh, That's a great nugget. And Chris Hill over at Jesuit said something very similar about treating every year as if it's brand new, because if you don't, you run the risk of assuming that this group of players you have now are identical or can do the exact same things. And and I think maybe you close yourself off to some adjustments that you need to make that might be really good. So while you do want to keep it simple, you do want to remember the things that you've done. Also remember to keep it new and fresh. Uh, That could be defensively or offensively. It could be the drills or like you said, the gear, just because it's worked in the past doesn't mean that it's the best thing for this new group that you have. I know I've been guilty of, Hey, I mean, our three, two pressure zone worked great last year. We're not going to work on man at all, but maybe that's not the best thing for this team. And just to keep that that uh, reminder. Yeah, and I, for me, sometimes I've had to go through that and be like, okay, this this is not working with this group, you know. And sometimes it may be several games in, or you know, or halfway through the season, that's not working. So let's let's not run zone anymore. Let's stick to man. And there's some teams maybe, hey, we can trap a little bit more, do some other things, and. Like you said, change, change, not being afraid to change and not being afraid to just like you said, because it did work before doesn't mean it's going to work again. But then there's also that fine line there of uh, getting back to something that worked before, you, you know, a simple inbounds play or, a you know, a quick hitter. You know, and of course, we had a lot of quick hitters, you know, that looked really good. And we had Darren and Bracey. And those yeah, guys. that's not hard. <laughs> but, you know, getting back to some of those things that. Uh, yeah. It do work. And so most of the time for me, it's not getting back to necessarily plays or X's and O's. It's just kind of getting back to, you know, the, the things we did on the court, off the court, you know, to as a team and, and things like that. So getting back to some of those things, too. Yeah. 
And then I love the fact that one, the the story, the connection with Ernie Johnson and with that, I love you. I think that's a powerful phrase to tell players. Uh, and I think it, it's, it's important for those young men to get to hear uh, an older coach or a young women too, an older coach saying that to them. And, you know, we can't just assume that they hear that all the time at home. And it might be a, a, a place where they actually do hear that more as in, in basketball with us. But I also think it's a great place to be in when you have so many uh, isms, you know, uh, sticky language or phrases that you say or things that you do that they start to maybe finish them, uh, mimic or mock in some way. But I, I don't really mind if they're trying to say or sound or do some things I do because I don't care what the motivation is. If you're saying it and doing it, it's working. So we right. snap uh, in our uh, for part of our culture, snap to celebrate, snap to do all these things. So if I'm in a group, it's kind of like saying amen at church. If somebody, a preacher says something that you agree with, you'll hear amens just yelling out. It's that uh, agreeing with and, and supporting what's being said. So I'll be in a group and I'll say, man, you know, Johnny really was busting it today. And I'll start to snap and they'll just start snapping. Well, all of a sudden, I mean, it's been 10 years now snapping here. And it's become a greeting now. So when I walk around and and to students that I don't even know, uh, not even in basketball, though, Coach Saman, and and I'll say, hey, how's it going? It's a snapping is now saying hello, basically. So it, it's fun when you do some of those things that there's occasionally that players will think that's corny. I don't care as long as they're doing it. And at some point, it it just, to, in my opinion, it becomes real. Yep, some point it does. It sticks to them and. And when those players get away from you and they're in the locker room and they might make fun of you a little bit, you know, hey, coach, you're doing, you know, or whatever, that's okay. And uh, at the end of the day, when they know uh, they can refer back to something we did to whatever it is and how we did it, you know that you had some sort of a an impact with them. And um, and that those something they, they may remember forever, you know. And, um, you know, it's, it's even something – I mean – it's even guys that I didn't coach that coach Thomas had coach, you know, they talk about things in the, in the locker room beforehand. And I've heard story and it's just things that stick with you. You just never know exactly what it's going to be. And uh, so what do we do as coaches? We keep finding those little things and we're not afraid to throw ourselves out there and look silly or get embarrassed or, you know, or any of those, we just keep throwing them out there and share. I think the one of the things too, and I tried it, I told the kids the other day, Man, I, I want to share my heart with you. And when I come out, like, I want you to understand it. I don't need, you know, my name on a trophy or a playoff shirt, or I want you to experience it. And I want you, but it comes from such a good place, your heart. And again, you're going to be out of high school and you're going to be in college or after, and you just, I want you to know how much you mean to me still. I mean, this is my job. And, uh, but man, those kids are a part of your life and they become such a part of family and, when they when they get a little glimpse of that that okay coach cares about me that's when and that's when what we do is really really special yeah. i think a big key too is that when someone is when a coach is sincere and authentic like you are like those are those are two things that are uh, two ways that i would always describe you as never fake like you said not worried about promoting or your or anything about you it's all about 
the program and your players. But when it comes across that way, it, it doesn't really matter what you say or what you do. It's it's more believable. You have a better chance of really grabbing their attention when you're sincere and authentic and they can feel that from you. I agree. I agree. And I think when, and nowadays, again, we have so many challenges and, and uh, the, the things that we're you know, going against or whatever, but when then these kids can, can see that and feel that and their parents or everybody like it, that's when it's really, really special and powerful. You know, I got a, a message just a couple of days ago from a former player graduated probably, you know, five, six, seven years ago. And, you know, his dad just wanted to check in, you know, and just, again, how things were so special and, you know, just appreciated things. And that that's when it's really fun too. When yeah. you connect with the whole family and stuff. So, One of the big things that Coach Thomas would always say and just was really burned in my brain was respecting the game. And, and I can't remember, personally, I can't remember like, a set of pillars or standards, you know, four things that led to an acronym that we had on T-shirts. I, I can't remember things like that, even though I think Coach T was a really big culture guy before that word ever came out. Um, he was about creating an environment of of toughness. You're going to play hard. You're going to respect the game. Uh, he, we knew that he cared about us. But now I'm really kind of interested to kind of hear more from you of what are some of the standards and pillars of your colony program? And like you said, Coach Thomas has taught so many players before that just again, just like you said, respecting the game. Or what does that mean? Playing hard, finishing the game the right way, win or lose, you know, and and uh, he would never yell at us uh, or anybody. Right. He'd never raise his voice in any of us or things like that. But but we did. And I think. We're going to work hard. We're going to we're going to coach hard. We're going to play hard, but we're going to be classy about it. And uh, when I got the job, about uh, my second, I think it was actually actually my my second year here, we decided to say, all right, guys, what are we going to do? We're going to come up with a a word. I didn't want to come up with a theme every year. I'm not smart enough to come up with a theme every year. Didn't want to do that. And so we just had our guys, and we took a lot of time actually in the spring. And actually, my assistant, Coach Wilson, his group actually is the one that kind of helped come up with this. And I, we came up with one word, and it was together. Mm. And so then we started, all right, what does together look like, you know, on the court, off the court, and things like that. And so we've just kind of stuck with together is, again, a lot of times how we'll break the huddle and what we're about, being together. I have had it on T-shirts before, have not, but it's still, it's an easy word. I can remember together. <laughs> Well, over the years, that's also kind of changed to our kind of created four little pillars of that. So we did together. What does it look like on the court? You know, a lot of high fives, pulling for your teammates, engaging with, you know, the coach. But then we also said, well, what does together look like off the court? And so we've broken things up, uh, you know, on the court and off the court. So uh, together off the court, team dinners, uh, you know, go support another sporting event or school event. And then we created a new word uh, for our program a few years back is development. And so we also did development on the court and off the court. So development, again, on the court, we're working on our skills, we're competing, you know, and things like that, the, their player development, which I think is an important word in our pro programs nowadays. But then again, what does development off the court look like? Well, we, uh, you know, we're preparing them for that next step of whatever that is. And it may be, 
you know, going from a sophomore to a junior, or it may be going from a senior to a freshman in college. And let's start applying for colleges and test scores and things like that. Uh, developing relationships uh, off the court and developing them as young men. So, so those are kind of been our, like I said, something for us, easy to remember. We've got together and we have development and it's both of them on the court and off the court. And, and again, you start talking about those things and those pieces um, and then it creates the culture. Um, and I think that's the way we kind of go at it. We go with those, four things the culture will create itself i think if we try to talk about culture and do the other things it's not going to work so we work on these four things and it'll help our culture so i think by tackling it that way they don't even realize the culture that they are creating it's just a part of them again it goes back to maybe that that authenticity piece i mean I, i for years i would choose different acronyms and try to beat them over the head with it and say, cram it right down their throat. This is your culture. This is who we are. Accept it and go on. And then it, about a year or two ago, with the help of my assistant coaches, it was, okay, how do we actually speak to each other? What words do we use? What's actually important to our program? And then without having to worry about a, a, a fun acronym or something that looks good on a poster, here are the five words, actually four words. And then it was Bruce Brown, who runs uh, Proactive Coaching, had a great nugget about allowing your players to choose one of those pillars. What's important? Maybe your seniors that year. What's really important to you guys? So like this last year, it was leadership. That was, that was a part of their our culture that they really felt like was going to be important and they wanted to leave behind. And this next year, um, it's going to be, it's another word and I passion. They are, they are, they've already decided what next year's is. And this group of seniors and this next year's team, they want to be a very passionate group. So the other four still work because it's just who we are. It is that culture established itself over the years, but I, it's more of like an organic way of doing it rather than here's your six words. We're going to put it on everything and you will like it. I think that's a tough way. Yeah, and when they start doing it, and a lot of times if you let them c- come up with, you know, we talk about what do we need to get better at, you know, competing or, you know, whatever it is. And they're they're going to say what you want them to most of the time anyways, and they take ownership of it. And you kind of guide them to what you want. And, and um, you know, like I said, that that's giving them that ownership of it. Yeah, and, uh, they're co-creators of this thing. You and are. I haven't scored a point. In your 19 years and my 10, I haven't scored a point. So we kind of need these guys to really be on board with what we're doing. Yep, it is. And when, man, when they get it and uh, they take ownership of it, it, it's contagious uh, in the bleachers. uh, It's contagious through the school. It's, It's a fun thing to watch, even when someone goes and scouts you or, you know, they're like, man, your kids are doing this for you. How do you get your kids to clap for each other? How do you get, you know, pull for each other? And, you know, so anyway, it, when they connect like that, it, it is, it's fun. And I like the fact that your culture is based on, on two sides too, like not just on court, but off the court. And I think sometimes we're guilty of uh, our standards, our, the pillars of our programs being one way, either way. So like, it's all basketball. It's all about the way we play and what we do there, even though it might bleed over, but that's the only thing we focus on, or it can be all 
character and habits and and not really focus or translate that much to the court. And I think the way you're doing it, uh, there's a nice blend between both. And I think that's really, that's really smart. Well, and, and I think, you know, this too, I've got to spend a little, you've got to spend time with it. And a lot of times we think, I got to hurry up there and we got to get these shooting drills going and we got to get to practice and we got to or get to the weight room, whatever we've got to, when these kids are playing so much and shooting so much and doing things, you know, an extra 15 minutes or 30, whatever it takes, you know, where you can, and I'm also like writing things down, them hearing it. Um, you know, some, some kids can get it that way, but we try to write it down, give them some sort of notebooks or something they can write in and jot some things down and, I think it becomes a little bit more real. And then sometimes when we have a, a player meeting or something, they bring your bring your notebook in here and or they'll leave them in their lockers and we can go in there and look at them and stuff as well too. And so that's kind of that's kind of nice too when they can write some of these things down. That's a great nugget too, is that it takes time. Um and, and we have to be willing to sacrifice another five minutes of shell drill possibly or something else i wouldn't sacrifice anything offensively but maybe some defensive time to uh to to work on culture but for example is every tuesday in season during our athletic period so i get 43 minutes to work with them every day it's sandwiched in between first and third second period so uh it's not ideal but at the same time it's perfect because it's completely separate from practice so I can always make sure this is skill time. But on Tuesdays, we do a, we do tough Tuesdays and they get in groups of two or three and they share something tough going in their life. And I give them the option like you guys can be as surface level as you want. But the goal is to really get deep with somebody to look each other in the eye and say, I'm struggling with this. This is going this is tough in my family. I'm really stressed about this this test coming on. And this girl broke my heart like something really tough in your life. And, and, you know, it's always funny because you think, well, they're not going to share. It's going to be crickets. I usually tell them, like, we'll go for 30 seconds to a minute. And then at around three minutes, I finally stop them and bring them back in. And I always ask, guys, was that a waste of time? And across the board, no, coach. Like, we, we love that. That's those things that are culture-based. Um, they matter. And it's not a waste of time, even though it has nothing to do with the ball in their hands. Golly, leads to winning, leads to an enjoyable experience, leads to memories, to close relationships. I think you're right on the money, Coach. It's really important. Uh, I agree. And I I would say I think we're all guilty sometimes of of getting an extra possession or got to get out there quicker and hurry through they got to teach the offense but that goes back to what we talked about at the beginning you know get back to some basics and keeping it simple um you know it, it again i got to do a better job of that as well too getting back and spending a little bit more time and engaging with them and talking with them and things so and and what you said about uh when they're sharing you know some things going on in their world and tough things like that you know and we often don't realize what is going on with them sometimes at this taking that little time to talk about and it may not be anything major uh um you know something major in a family or anything but they just might just be in a struggling point over something and uh a little time talking about we're talking with them or whatever can go can go a long way so 
I actually got this idea from a good friend today. You we were, we were talking about spending that time with them, and I'm I'm looking forward. He, again, he, it's it's awesome too when you get other people that are on board with what you want that are not even your coaches that are, you know, can be a friend, can be you know administrators, teachers, and just, he, if something was on his mind, he just said, "Hey, I got this from somewhere." He goes, "What would what would your players do if if everybody wrote down secretly one word?" one or two words, you know, that they're struggling with right now. And, you, you know, as a coach, you're able to get it. You know, they do it anonymously. You put them up on the board and and people see, like, how can I help somebody else that's going through whatever mm-hmm. I'm struggling with, being depressed a little bit, or I'm st- struggling with my confidence, or I'm struggling with, you know, just being happy or, or whatever, you know, something along those way, along those lines. And then, what would you do if I knew you were struggling or if you knew I was struggling, what would I say to you to kind of get you through that? What would you say to me to get me through that? So it might even change. I'm looking forward to kind of experiment with yeah. that. And if we know somebody's struggling, what do we normally do as, as people? And we reach out to them and we help them. We send them a text or we encourage them in practice or whatever. So I'm like I said, I just got that actually today and um, looking forward to trying to, kind of use it and like i said it's just it's neat when you get ideas from other people like that and that's yeah. what we you know we borrow and steal but it's really good when somebody took the time to come share that with me today i, I love that i love to hear how that goes so i mean just kind of remember to shoot me a text or something when because that is that is a great activity coaches the jamoni podcast is powered by bology Manage and measure your player's skill development and increase accountability year-round utilizing the Bology app. Boost inter-squad competition with drills backed by the National High School Basketball Coaches Association, including a 40-shot Bology skills assessment. Please visit Bology.com teams for information on how you can provide this resource for your team. Um, I, I've been wanting to ask you this for a long time. And so you and I, and, and most coaches that listen to this are going to know who Tommy Thomas is uh, larger than life personality. I mean, he really has. Like you talk about, what great coaches they just have presence. Uh-huh. I mean, he has presence when he's in a gym. You just you know it, you feel it. Uh, he has great command uh, of of his players and staff. And so you're following like a lot of coaches that get their first head job. So most of the time, I would imagine it's not at the same school and you're taking over a program that has been in a bad way. So you just get to come in and you have that first year where you get to, you know, take bringing your culture. Everybody's so happy and it's exciting because something new. But Coach Thomas, I mean, a legend at the colony, opened the school, didn't leave in a bad way in any way. You And you worked for him. I would imagine knowing you, you've always kept his legacy alive. It's never just been like, this is mine. Coach Thomas's time is done. But at what point did you really feel like, how long did it take for you to feel, oh, all right, this is, I'm Coach Ryan and this is my program. Was it immediate or did it take some years? Yeah, that's a great question. But uh, I think with Coach Thomas, when I first took over, as a head coach, uh, he he backed away. He he let me do it, and he he would only you know offer suggestions if I was asking and and things like that. And 
you know, so I, I, a lot of respect for that. And of course he was always there if I needed something and things like that as well. And we all know, I think even guys like you and other guys that are coaching that when we're all under, we wouldn't be where we are today without him. And so, you know, I've never, to be honest, you know, as far as thinking about that, I've really never took it as, oh, this is my program or it's, it's, uh, I'm in charge now. Um, I still use the phrase our program, uh, with, with him, uh, with you, with other players. Um, you know, so I, I just think as over time and, and again, it's good when you have some success, you can win some games and things like that, that helps. Um, but we just try to do it together, uh, with him, coach Thomas, we still keep him involved with our Christmas tournament and he's been around. I mean, again, these guys don't realize that he's following them and keeping up with them, but you know, like I said, I, I, I'm blessed that it's been our program for, for 36 years and, uh, and, and that we've had a lot of great players and just guys with a lot of great character in our program. So, And I get that. And I might not have set that up the right way because obviously not trying to put you in a position of, hey, when did you – when did you squeeze Coach T out? That's not it at all. But I so like early, that. yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. So that's no. not it. That's not it at all. At what like was there a point where? Because I mean, when you like me and Coach Watson together, we set up kind of this system of running and gunning and and pressing and and dribble drive. And when I got the job at Faith, I basically just took that over and put it in here, and then it probably took four or five years tinkering around a little bit and then kind of finding my own flow and, and really realizing, okay, the way that we did it, McKinney maybe doesn't help. It's a little different being at that school as an assistant and moving up like you did, but culture wise, maybe style wise, because Rick Torbett said it takes you 10 years to really feel, figure out what your style is. Was that quicker for you or yeah, I, I think it was, I, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I really do think, to be honest, I, I had a great group of assistant coaches um, and go back to that group as actually my assistant's uh, senior year group where they just they just got it, you know, then. And, and I, not taking away from anybody those first two years, um, you know, because I still keep up with some of those players uh, from those years when I was, again, getting in here and, you know, learning and the hard way and, you know, and, and, and hearing guys say, well, that's not how we did it last year. You know, and, you know, they just make it, well, you know, I'm not coach Thomas. Can't you tell? We don't really, you know, I know we look alike and stuff like that, you know, coach <laughs> Thomas, but, um, but you know, it's really when that year, when again, we end up uh, that group just bought into us being together and end up winning in district. They had us pick seventh and, that year and and uh pulling together and I, I just think that that year really is is when we nice kind of to, to move forward so i think off season expectations are tough for uh, you kind of from the very beginning of your talk you talked about keeping things new and fresh but then also remembering what you've done before like off season expectations i feel like can can be tough because is it best? What's best for this group that we have? You got select ball. You want them to get stronger, but they only have so many minutes in their day. They still have academics. We still want them to be a high school kid. So what are some of the off offseason expectations for a colony player? Yep. Um, 
like I said, I think a lot of our, as just coaches over the years, a lot of us have changed where even these kids are about to go play, you know, if it's a, a playing weekend, I think this weekend a lot of guys are, are off. There's a few that are playing, and, you know, they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they show up Monday. It's, it's tough. And so I've kind of I, – I want I want them to know I support them in that as well, too. That's how, again, not – it's important to me that they do well. Uh, in their AAU games and practices and things like that, but but hey guys, when we're here, you know we'll we'll maybe be a bit relaxed on Monday or or, or you know if you're going to go play on a uh, the weekend, well, we're not going to work you out really hard on Friday. We're, but you can all go through shooting drills, and you can all go. That's going to help you. Um, but I also think one of the biggest things is them communicating with me. Hey, coach, I was playing this weekend. Tweak my ankle. I don't think I can go through this. That's a huge, huge, huge part for me is you better send me a text or somehow communicate. We don't just show up to practice and say, Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> you know, hey coach, you know, I'm hurting. I, I don't think I can go full speed. I can do the, you know, just totally different. And uh so but we still try to we're in that weight room. Uh, you know, a couple days a week. We go to the court. We're doing a lot of shooting. I mean they can't argue with that. If we're doing a lot of shooting and we're trying to help them because I also think this time of year, a lot of kids aren't getting the shooting in. They're going to practices or they're playing games, but, and and I'm not just talking, you know, getting on the shooting gun or anything like that. I mean, just things that you're going to do in your offense and, and stuff. So we've adjusted. I've gotten, you want to say uh, a little bit more relaxed or maybe it's a little bit more aware of what's going on. And um, like, and, and you said it, they, they can only do so much. And, yeah. and just want them to know that I support them. But when you're here, support us too and go hard as well too. You know, things that we want them to do here at the colony. And so, because you, again, you never know who's going to walk in the door. You never know who's going to be here. And just, you know, I'm going to support you. You support us. Yeah. And I, I think you nailed it right there with the trust factor. Like we're trusting that when you go and play, you're, you're giving your best there. Yeah, I think it's always good for them to hear a different voice, to learn it. I always tell our guys, believe it or not, there's there's different ways to play than just what we than how we run and gun. So it's good for them to to learn that and get to be around somebody new. Um, but we also like the trust is both ways. They we have to be able to trust that when they do show up with us, they are gonna give their very best. And to your point, like, I love the communication piece that you said, because that just shows, I think it's a great way to hold them accountable, but to help them mature, because you and I both know their their basketball will end, and they're going to have a real job one day. And in that right. job, there's going to be times when maybe you can't be there, but you can't just not show up or be gone two days and then just walk in the next day. You're going to have, you're going to have a meeting. And so I think right. that's a great way to prepare them for life. I agree. And that communication, I think when a lot of times when you have a, a something good, bad, whatever it is, when you communicate about it, um, it, it you usually can work things out when you're communicating. So this that, I think it's hard with, again, we talk about this generation, whatever. It's just sometimes hard for people to communicate things. And uh, we assume they know or we don't realize, you know, I want them to know that I'm counting on them every, like, th again, this is my job. So when I show up to fourth period, I'm, I'm excited and I'm, I'm ready to practice. And if two or three of you can't be there, you know, I just want to know now I'm prepared because when you get there and it's such a letdown, coach, I can't practice. Why didn't you tell me? 
you know, I've had I have this whole plan for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I let me ask you this. So especially since you've been at the same school uh, your whole career as a head coach, I don't like it when you hear the I the I the phrase that kids are different now. I, I don't know. I I I understand their differences be, really because of external things. Like when I was at the colony, I did have a cell phone my junior year. That was when I first got it, but it was one of those big, thick Nokias like Zach Morris and Saved by the Bell. You know, like you could barely do anything with it. You could call your parents, barely text. Okay. So it, it wasn't that big of a thing. But from your experience, are kids different now than they were when I was in high school at the colony? Um. You know, I, I think kids are, but I also think I'm different now than I was, mm. you know, back then as well. You're probably different. Um, and I agree with you. I think sometimes we we keep, and I actually used it earlier, you know, this generation, you know, you we, we use it almost as a crutch for us, I, I feel like sometimes. And um, and yeah, they're, they're different. And I've, I've used this phrase before too. And, uh, every next year's group is going to be different. And, and even if I have the same kids coming back, they go from sophomores to juniors or what, they're going to be different when they get a little older. And we just have to come up with creative ways to communicate with them. And I, I, I tell people this, it, it's not, we just, all we have to do, we have to outsmart teenagers, you know? So that's not really that hard, but the hard part is we have to do it every day. You know, like they keep us on our toes and we can outsmart them today but they're going to come up with something new or they're going to test us, you know, the next day, or they're going to test us the next day. And so we just have to keep thinking, you know, and outsmarting them because they will, they, they get creative. And when they're having fun with, you know, challenging you a little bit, like I said, in a fun way, it, it keeps it fun, but it keeps us young. And even though I've been here for a while and coach, I mean, I, you, I think that's the part that keeps me going too, is you can't mm. just show up and it's a, I did this last year, you know, April 11th and do this. It's you, you've got to change it up. So. Yeah. You nailed it, man. Cause like if, if you keep sitting around every year, just beating your head on the wall about how different these kids are and how they're getting worse and worse. And when I was young or like to your point that that's the art of it. The fun part of it is, okay, this is how I motivated these guys five years ago, but it's just different. Like these guys are different. There's something different motivates them now. And, and and I think it comes back to relationship too, actually knowing their why and what's important to them. What's their motivation? You know, do they like it? Do they love it? Or do they live it? Like if you treat all of them like they live it, I mean, golly, coach, you're going to alienate really three-fourths <laughs> of them. If you're, you know, if because only a fourth really live it. And then to talk about that live it part, I think I've, been really bad over the years about hyping myself up too much to at times with my players to the part of like, yes, I was motivated and I did work really hard, mm -hmm. but it's not like I just had blinders on all four years. I mean, the senior year at the colony, I was in theater. I mean, and I did plays like, and I, I missed some things because of that. And you know, uh, uh, dabbled with tennis one weekend with Coach Thomas's wife my junior year because my best friends were out there. I realized in one weekend that that's not for me and I never went back. But like, you, it's funny how you can start to paint this picture of how you trained 
and what you did. I know I I know I worked hard, but to act like I never did anything else and I wasn't still a kid, that's just wrong. But how easy is it to try to sit here in front of your players and be like, listen, if you live it, then you got to do what I did, which is I never I, I just ate and slept basketball, nothing else. I just I don't know. I think we got to remember that really think back to what it was like when we were kids. And when I think about that, besides the technology that they have now, I don't think we're that different. And how many times do we hear somebody say, well, back when I was. Yeah. And we did it this way. And and that's like I said, that's true. Uh, to, to some degree, but it's just, again, there's just, I'm, I'm glad and I'm thankful I grew up when I did, you know, the things that we had, cause it, it is hard and it is demanding in our world today. And, you know, I also think this is true too. It, it's, it's also real to talk about all the real new issues that we have that again, yeah. we don't have grown up. So there are a lot of new issues and, and things. And so I always try to do this too is, is it's important to me i can't change the world i can't i can't even worry about guys at, at grapevine faith things like that I, but i can worry about my guys here at the colony and what can i do to you know help them and and if it's you know i need to have a speaker come in and talk about tough topics and i'll have a speaker come in if it's a police officer come down and talk you know about things or we need to learn how to change a tire or we need to learn how to do a a, a grill or we you know tie tie to, to whatever it is i i can only control you know here and so we really try to do things here and and like i said there's there's a lot of world issues and things that are that are going on that are definitely real and as they come up we just we 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 talk yeah. about them approach it and go from there that's that's and again i think when you build that trust with your players and your parents and community you can have those tough conversations with players and real conversations and real things. And if you want to say it's different or kids are different, uh, our, our world's just different, yeah. <laughs> you know, but this is, who, this is, uh, this is what we got. And these are the kids I got. So what are we going to do? I'm not going to sit back and kids are different, you know, and, and not try to do my part to help out. So. And to your point too, I think it, it's important to, embrace and enjoy the kids that we have in that moment because they might not be there and but not to like i think early on at faith coach believe it or not at at private schools we lose kids too and 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 sometimes i mean you can you can take i took it personally and i would rack my brain and try to figure out what i could have done different or better to provide an environment that they wanted to be in and be a part of i mean that's a rabbit hole that you just got to be careful going down you can you can get depressed and really give up or lose some confidence with that but if you take the approach i feel like you're taking which is these are the guys i have today and good golly i'm going to give them my very best and i hope that they're there tomorrow but if somebody makes a choice i'm going to love them anyway and then i'm going to train those guys that are there and i just think that's a healthier approach is taking taking a while to get there I think we all struggle with that. And you mentioned this earlier that being sincere and being authentic and and doing those things and you just open up your heart to somebody and, you know, it's, you hope, you hope they really get it and understand it. And I don't know if they really do sometimes, but it it is really fun when you connect with those players or the teams and, and, and it is a special because it's like I said, it, 
we've been blessed to have lots of good players uh, here at the Colony. Some go on, you know, play Division One. We've we've had, you know, and and many others go on to play college. Some finished, some didn't. But man, when you connect with them, those relationships for life. I mean, here we are. Who would have thought back when you were sitting here playing at the Colony, you know, in the small gym, the back gym, doing your workouts that. One, I'd be sitting here as a head coach. You'd be sitting as a head coach. We'd be having conf- – we didn't even think about things like yeah, that. Yeah, but, but you have a real relationship with with people, and that's that's what's great about our game and our profession. And going back to Coach Thomas talking about respecting the game, you respect those relationships because here we are 20 years later, and look how fast it went. And yeah. When you get kids to kind of understand that too, enjoy where you are, enjoy those moments, and uh, – Cause you're going to be in college and you're going to be out of college before you turn around. So, and it's, it's fun when you get to go along their journey with them though, and, and be there for that. So that, that's, what's fun. That's what's great about our profession, being there along with them and ups and downs and, and kind of helping them along the way with it. The Jamoti podcast is powered by sideline interactive. Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high-quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities, and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products. And I think along those lines, too, you have, you've had your family along with you this entire time, had the pleasure of getting to coach your own son and to... And to to kind of be alongside of him through his journey, but with your experience, almost you know over twenty years in it now, how do you balance coaching and family? Um, you know, the whole time me being a, a coach, except for this year, this is the first year that I haven't had a kid in my you know program, whether it was you know elementary school, something that could come up to the gym and and play at any time. And, um, and so I, I, I look back how fortunate and blessed that I got to have my family here. And, you know, we, we maybe think sometimes of going and, you know, coaching college or whatever, it, it's awesome, but there's a lot of things you might miss. And it's a mm-hmm. tough, that's a tough business and tough. And so getting to be here at the high school and have my kids up here and their pictures up on my wall and, uh, you know, getting to watch my daughter at any time, going to watching her practice and, and, just watching her shoot free throws or watching her, you know, do shell drill or whatever. But uh, those things were, were fun. And then getting to see my son every day at practice, um, we, we definitely had our ups and downs with it. But when he got, you know, he put in a lot of work and then that senior year for him to, for us to get to experience that together. And um, I was actually talking to a, a former assistant coach today about that, how blessed and lucky I was that he played here and got, you know, and, and earned his way on the team and earned what he got. And whew, it, it, this year had been tough. And and I'll I tell you that it, so it's challenging for me. And so if you got any pointers or whatever, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's tough. I'll I tell you one thing that has really kept me going is the group of guys that I have right now. They don't realize like, yeah, I'm showing up here coaching, but they're getting me through things in my own life, hmm. you know, of not having my son around and my daughter around every day, they don't realize like they're, they're impacting me and, you know, and they're them showing up and working hard. I mean, that's fun for me. And it, it's so, it, like I said, maybe hard to explain on that, but they're, they're helping me get through a tough time in life, you know, or a challenging time of 
you know, those, those next chapters in life. So my son's a junior, a sophomore going to be a junior next year. And so halfway through, and obviously his mom is already a wreck of thinking about her baby being out in two years. And I'm not looking forward to him leaving. I'm excited. I'm part of me is excited to, I mean, we'll be coach. We'll be like 43 and empty nesters. So, you know, like that's not bad, but my question to you is I'll probably edit all that out. No, my, my question to you is um, having a son in the program at that varsity level, did you take basketball home with you and discuss it there? Uh, was it a part of that life or did you separate it? And Hey, when we're at practice and the colony basketball is what we're about, when we get home, it's not about that anymore. How, how did you deal with that? Um, I think <laughs> I would like to come up and say we never took basketball home or issues home. Well, I don't think that's bad, Coach. Just so you know, like I, I'm not. There's not a no, right no, or no. wrong to it. No, I think I think sometimes we, you know, and I've I've heard oh we never take it home, but I, I've always introduced you know myself at parent meetings. I mean, uh, things we're about is my faith, my family, and basketball, and those to me aren't separate. You know, they're all yes. Yeah. And what's really special when they are together. And so for my son, you know, that year, I mean, we, we had some tough times. We, we had to finish a conversation at home. Or we could be talking about a scout report. We could be talking about something good, something bad, whatever. Uh, my wife um, was definitely a good referee at, at times when needed to be, or, or even my daughter at times. But um, like I said, it's been a part of our, our lives and my, my kids' lives for so long. And um, to say we're not going to talk about it. But I think there's also that line, there's a respect thing that once my son understood this is my job and as well, and it's tough being a coach and dad, you know, and, and then I also understood his of being, it's tough being a, a, a varsity player at the colony. And then plus tough having your dad as a coach. Once we kind of had a mutual respect and understanding for that, I think it really, really helped out. And I'm very thankful for him for how the, you know, that especially a senior year went for us. So I think the role, tough. yeah, was it tough? Well, it was tough when it was over. You know? Oh, yeah. It, it, it yeah. just, you know, and, uh, but it, I, I wouldn't trade it. And uh, it's something pretty unique and special. It's try to, don't, don't try to slow it down because it's, I think the more you try to slow it down, uh, but, but take a lot of pictures and, and things like that. And, you know, some of those I've got in my office and I've got at home and different things because you get to capture those moments, uh, especially those real authentic ones that, you know, coaching each, you know, getting into it in a game. And those are pretty fun and special as well. Yeah. Being a sophomore this year, it was a older team. So he he was a he was a good member of the team. There were some games where there wasn't a lot of, of on-court time for him. So it was very different. I mean, we we would watch some film from time to time. And I, I always took the approach with him as, especially when we're home, because, you know, I'm stepdad, especially when we're home. It's if he wanted to open that door, like if he wanted to ask me something about practice, about the game, hey, can we watch film? What would you see? Then I would gladly have that talk with him but then you know if he didn't if he's just on the couch playing video games I wasn't gonna go and bombard and say hey when you were you know on defense what were you thinking like that's not <laughs> so I I think 
I I'm hoping that because it's next year, this role for him as a junior should be different and he should have more responsibility. And because to your point with your son, like he's worked hard to kind of earn that role. But I, my hope is that I can kind of maintain that idea of, man, if he wants to, I'm all in, I'm all about talk. Cause it's like you, this is like, it's a, this is a mission field. And, and so to try to separate things and, and, and kind of put things in categories, that's just hard to do. It is. I caught myself a few times. Uh, I'd be in my office watching film. He, he He's upstairs and, you know, get down here, look at this clip <laughs> quick. And then he'd go back up, get back down here, look at this. And, <laughs> You know, by the third or fourth time, I said, all right, I got to stop. And there, But then I'd also try to, hey, look what you did good here. Too, yeah, you know? yeah. But uh, yeah, like I said, it it was fun. And, you know, luckily he went off to school and trying to – you just don't get to watch them every day like you got to before and and things. But but that's hoping hoping what you did as a as a dad. And, and then it opened my eyes, too, as a coach. We only had these players for a, a short time. And – not saying we're going to be dad or, or, you know, any of that role to them or anything like that, but that, that impact you have on them, it, it really opened my eyes to what parents go through. It really opened my eyes even to what other players and things are going through when they're that senior year and, and when it's over. Um, so it, I wish I would have known that side of it, maybe starting off, you mm-hmm. know, uh, that, that impact and cause you know, all parents, or I should say all their, I mean, but it's, it's tough seeing them play their last game when you've seen yeah. them play growing up. And uh, I think I would have, again, you don't know what you don't know, and you really know it once you experience it. And so it, it's, I've tried to tell some of the parents I have now, like, really enjoy this and sit back in the stands and just watch and enjoy and soak it in because it, it's a, it's a special time. And hmm. so, coach, I think I know you, but after the speed round, I'm gonna really know you, okay? Speed uh, round, all right. All right. <laughs> you can probably answer them for me, right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be impressive after after 20 years. Uh, favorite ice cream flavor? Chocolate chip cookie dough. Greatest shooter of all time. Can't say yourself, even though you were a really good shooter. <laughs> uh, it's hard to argue, Steph Curry, isn't it? <laughs> yep. Yep. Texting or talking. Ooh, you know, you know, I like to talk, but uh, so I, I'm gonna say talking. Greatest basketball movie of all time. Go back to the old school Hoosiers. You know, it's fun, fun watching that. Yep. For high school, shot clock or no shot clock? You know, we don't need it, but it'd be nice to have a shot clock. I think we we like to play a little fast, but it would it'd be fun. To, I think it'd also be great for all of us having to adjust a little bit too yeah. of how we coach and I think it'd make us better. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be something new also because you know, I, I just think it'd be new for a lot of us. So it would be a fun challenge and things that we would get better at over over time. So I think maybe the emphasis on individual skill work would definitely go up because there's gonna be times where you just get it with six seconds and the action that you're running broke off and a guy needs to create and, 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 and you may have to have multiple guys rather than traditionally one guy that kind of runs the show. And if you have unlimited time to do that, then just, just stick with it. Keep going, keep going. Well, with some type of shot clock, it, you might have multiple guys that need to create and 
I think that could affect our skill work time. And on the defensive side, you can yeah. do some things too. You know, yeah. Well, favorite holiday. I love it when you get to to the, the basketball season and you get to Thanksgiving and Christmas time. So both those together just is some of the best times of the year right there. That's good. You're up three. You're on defense with seven seconds left. Do you foul or no foul? Well, we're going to let it run down. Try to let it go down a little bit more, seven, but we're going to try to foul, um, you know, if we if we have to. If we can, you know, luckily get a steal or, you know, something like that happens, we'll take that. But if it starts getting under that five seconds, four seconds, we're going to try to foul. So Nice. What book would you give someone? Ooh, there's a uh, – you know, that's another thing I need to do a better job of reading, but uh, an easy one to give somebody is the Bible, isn't it? Nice. Nice. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. Uh, in basketball, who's the GOAT? Uh, Jordan. Hard to argue Jordan. We, we wear his shoes and everything else all the time, and uh, it's uh, hard to argue that So for me. Nice. Um, two more. What's your basketball pet peeve? Oh, there's a few of them, but that uh, I think even just that untucking the jersey and you come out and as you're coming out of the game, you know, how, how do you act and untuck the jersey, go to the end of the bench, um, those things will kind of. Man, I'll tell you, I, in my opinion, one of the best examples of how to act is the uh, LSU um, Iowa game, not Caitlin Clark, but their post number 25. Uh, blonde haired girl. She fouled out pretty early in that fourth quarter. Walked to the bench, or you know, got over to the sideline. Like, not a not a, a lack of emotion, but just like a fierceness and and strength in her. And she gave high fives to the coaches. Went all the way down the bench, grabbed her water, went and sat down. And it was like, if I was just watching, I thought. She, She's just subbing out, but that was her final game fouling out with some questionable calls too. Like I didn't think she should have fouled out, but man, the way she handled that, like that's it. And even one of her teammates was like, that wasn't a foul. I think she even mouthed like, well, maybe it was like, just handled it like a champ. Like the kids need to watch that. We learn a lot from other, uh, when we see people doing it the right way. Yes. Um, cause unfortunately all we see is the, the wrong way, kicking a chair, Rudy Gobert punching his teammate in the timeout the other night. Like we just, that's what we see the most, but last one, probably the most important coach is how many cups of coffee do you drink per day? One. So always I, one. If I, well, if I even get through one, I'm pouring some of it out. And What about caffeine? You a caffeine guy in any way, or I like my spark. Uh, yeah you still yeah that's awesome and uh so usually i'm not much on the coffee and i'll you know get to school and get to school and about you know i get here about 9 30 or 10 have that spark and use pretty good to go so nice now you still teaching what what's your what's your load like there um, so i teach uh it's pretty cool um they offered a new class here at the uh at the colony really in lisd just a few years ago is the old testament new testament and so uh, I get to teach. So the first nine weeks, uh, you know, teaching the Old Testament. Second nine weeks, teaching the New Testament. And At a public school. 
public school. That's well, we incredible. Teach, we teach it from a you know the history side of it. Yeah. So uh, when they first asked me to teach it, at, at first I was kind of like, "Well, they're setting me up." You know, they're going to be in my room. <laughs> you know? Where's the picket lines? They're going to be in my room every day. But it, you know, went through some you know some training you know for it and all that. And, and I, again, I got I, they knew I was going to teach it the right way, and it not is we're just teaching the history of the Bible. It's not a Bible you know study. It's and they can choose to be in that course. They don't have to take it, right? Yeah. And it's just open, you know, and, and what I really like, you know, when you get to class, you put that phone down and you get in there and, and with the kids, you have great conversations and, um, and, and it's so many life lessons when you're talking yeah. about somebody, the Bible earlier too, as a, as a book, there are so many life lessons. It's amazing written, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years ago that still relate to how we're supposed to deal with certain things that we go on in life. And it's, it's pretty amazing. So um, so I've enjoyed it. It's been good for me, but it's also, uh, you know, getting to meet some kids and, and again, it's kids that go to church, don't go to church, believe in God. Don't, I mean, it's just, it's really been a, um, a, a good class. So I like, I like teaching that class. And then I got to teach a, uh, World War II class. So I'm getting electives. And then also, um, last year I got to teach African-American history class. So nice. I was just I was asking because I imagine the spark would help you in the in the classroom and guys like you and Wes Watson and Daryl Kraft that still have that actually still teach like that's impressive. But I would imagine caffeine would help a ton. <laughs> it does. It does. But man, when you get goes back to what we're talking about, when you get kids that are uh, bought in and kids that can, you know, just, you have that connection with the relationship. That's kind of what we do, what we do, whether it's coaching, yep. football, bat, whatever sport, when you just you have that connection, it, it makes it fun. Coach, this was so much fun for me uh, as somebody that has always appreciated your, your friendship. I do look at you as one of my mentors that from a young age, but then also just the way that you've done it at the colony uh, and just done it the right way and, and, just again, how sincere and authentic you are with how you communicate and teach. Uh, just this was an honor for me just to have you on here. Well, me as well. And uh, you, uh, you're always, I remember you as a player and you've carried that over just to your personal life as well. And you've done a great job of keeping me involved with certain things, keeping in touch with coach Thomas. Keep, I mean, again, that's what that's, goes back to our our program i mean that's what we've done we keep in touch and things and so uh i know we've been playing a little tag on this for over the years and we got awesome, it we got it but what's awesome for you is what you're doing you stayed very passionate with this and you know i know it probably start off again everything starts off slow you start off with one or two people here and then all the people that you've had on your podcast is a very impressive group of i mean again it's just all over you can't put it in one you know <laughs> little cookie cut or anything you've had just lots of great people on here so i i enjoy listening one to to you and watching how you've grown and you tell your story over the years but then to the the people that you have on here they, there's always some little nuggets and always some things to get uh we didn't talk x's and o's you know at all today and i think what I've learned about with people in basketball, there's, it's about the relationships and the connections. The X's and O's, those are going to change and go. But if you, if you can get people to buy in, those X's and O's work a lot better, don't they? And That's so, right, Coach. Yeah. 
I've just enjoyed you too. It's not just about basketball. It's those connections and things. So a lot of respect for you. And like I said, I feel blessed and honored that you had me on here and appreciate what you do and appreciate uh, all that you stand for also. Thanks coach. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast, share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.